It's been a long wait, but making waves is finally back, baby. Let's dive right in. Go! Back to Making Waves, an NFL Confidence Pool podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And I'm your host, Bob. And it has been a long time coming. We have been taking a nice restful hiatus, taking a break from all things NFL. But I don't know about you, Bob. I am ready to be back for the 2022-2023 season. Well, I could not agree more. It has been Far too long, and I think I can speak for both of us when I say we're pretty pumped for making waves, and we are pretty pumped for the NFL to be back, baby. I could not agree more. I mean, heading back into this season, there's just a lot of newness that comes with it. And speaking of new, we have a lot of new things that have happened this offseason. We got some new swag, which I am currently wearing to represent for making waves. We swag, got some baby. Swag. We got some new microphones, which I don't know if you can tell, but based on our sound, it used to sound like Bob was underwater because he was actually just recording from his car, but he's got his own apartment. We've got new microphones and some new equipment for recording. We've got a new platform that we're recording on. We're using Zencaster. Shout out Zencaster. Shout out Zencaster. Send us, send us some advertisement money. Um, <laughs> we've got a new platform that's going to help with the editing and the production level. And beyond all that, as of today, August 31st, 2022, Making Waves officially has a new Instagram. So follow bow, 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 us. Bow. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Follow us, subscribe, share, all the things. Everything's all new. All the things. It's all the things. Eight. Coming up, aces. We've got swag. We've got the Instagram, like Max said. We have this incredible new equipment. Although I really am going to miss recording in my car when it comes to be like December and January. But I guess recording from our own um, apartment slash homes, it's it's gonna be a little bit more professional. And I think this is the year that making ways really makes that jump from amateur hour to just like top of all the Billboard charts. We're we're uh. We're coming for you, ESPN. We're coming for you. Good morning, football. (laughs) We absolutely are. And we're also coming for you, everybody else in the rest of this league, this confidence pool league, because we are ready. We've been doing our research this offseason, and I think we're pretty ready to take take home the W every week and definitely the pot at the end. No, absolutely. Um, Definitely, we're gunning for you, Mojo Magic. We are gunning for my dad, Chip Shot. And huge announcement. Uh, Last year, as all of our listeners know, we were the Hooligans. This year, our team name is Making Waves for obvious reasons. And I think that's just going to be the little difference that catapults us from, like, top middle-ish to easily, I mean, I think winning every single week. I don't know about you, but... Oh, completely agreed. And beyond Mojo Magic, beyond Chip Shot, we're also coming for a brand new team that has entered the arena. If you'll remember from last year, uh, my great brother-in-law, Eli, I hate to crush you, but him and his buddy James will have them on the podcast at least once this year. 
uh, but they are the G-Men, something like that. I think Colorado the Col G-Men. Yeah. Colorado G-Men. And yeah, I love Eli to death. It was great to meet James uh, at the end of the summer when they were in Chicago. But yeah, I think it's going to be uh, a regular thing to see them near the bottom of the, the standings, unfortunately. So they're, they're going to have a little bit of growing pains this year. And, um, you know, sophomore struggle for us, not. Yeah. Oh, no. We are coming out year two. We're going to be coming out banging. And I am super excited. It's all going to start next Thursday, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the very first game of the regular season. And I just got to say, it's starting with the Bills traveling across the country to visit the Los Angeles Rams, the reigning Super Bowl champs, my boy, Matty Stafford. And if that Thursday night game is any indication of what the rest of the season is going to be like, I don't know about you, but I am stoked to see how good these games are going to be. Yeah, it's a little disappointing because I feel like the NFL schedule makers definitely are giving us a little bit of a dud to start off the season. Bills, the expectations aren't that high. The Rams, they just had like an average season last year. So yeah, Bills... Rams next Thursday night, Josh Allen, Maddie Stafford. I mean, it'll be okay, I guess. But I was watching Peacock today at lunch, watching some Office, and I saw a ad, and they said they're streaming all Thursday night and Sunday night games. So I'll be watching from the comfort of my apartment. And uh, yeah, all jokes aside, that game, in my opinion, could very well be a Super Bowl, you know, just a, a, a Super Bowl preview for, for this season. So that's going to be a good one. Cannot wait for it. Yeah, there's going to be tons of great games this season, all season long. So tune in. We will be here to give you all the updates, predictions, everything like that. But before we do that, and before we kick off the regular season, we figured what better way than to start this preseason with our bold predictions for how each, um, each division is going to line up throughout the year. So Bob and I have decided that we are going to go around and we are going to flip a coin. I'm so nervous about this. See, to see who has to defend the NFC versus the AFC. So I'm going to gear that up, and we're going to flip this coin right here. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, I definitely have a preference. Um, I'm not going to say it out loud because karma doesn't like me, and the universe doesn't like me, and usually likes to uh, benefit what Mac likes. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut until the coin does the talking. But, yeah, I definitely am hoping – for one of the two, so we got fingers crossed. All right, here we go. I've got the coin flip up. Oh Heads, you will defend the AFC, and tails, you will defend the NFC. So let's see. Drum roll. Tails, you got the NFC. All right, that's exactly what I wanted. Okay, this season <laughs> is already starting off so well for Bob. Is it really? It really is. I really did want the NFC, so this is great. All right. Well, that sounds good. Well, let's kick this off. As I learned in the third grade, never eat soggy waffles, north, east, southwest. So let's start up north with the NFC North. Go ahead. Let's give us give us your rankings, Bob. All right. The bread and butter division, uh, the home division of both of our boys. And yeah, I think this is going to be a very interesting division. The big bad Packers that everybody hates, even people in Green Bay, they've kind of been controlling this division for the last, you know, decade or so. And I am going to switch it up a little bit. So I'm going to start from fourth and work my way backwards from fourth to first. So I'm not trying to make any enemies here. I'm just trying to give my honest football. You, you know, better insights. take it easy. You better take it easy. <laughs> I'm going to take it so easy and thank 
goodness for this particular reason. There are a couple hundred miles between us at the moment. But in fourth place, the team that Hard Knocks has decided to highlight, will they be better than last year and win more than three games? Yes. You're welcome. That was really big of you to say, Bobby. Thanks, Mac. I appreciate it. They will win more than three games. That's my bold prediction. They just have a lot of young guys. I don't know if that chemistry is going to mold quite yet. So unfortunately for Mac, um, she's giving me the death there as we speak. The Lions will be in the basement of the NFC North in uh, in fourth place. In third place, this team, I feel like they've just been average for a long time. Do they have a lot of playmakers? Yes. But are they going to, I don't know, are they going to get past that like right around 500 point? I don't think they are. So in third place, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Gasp. Wow. I can't believe he has them at three. Yeah, he does. In second place, this team is all all signs point to them having an incredibly improved season. And that's why I am picking this team as my tsunami maker. The Bears. Love that splash. Love that splash. So, the Chicago Bears. Oh, sorry, Mac. Did you have something to say there? No, you're good. Good, I'll send my rebuttal at the end. Okay, yep. I still got two teams. So, you know, patience is a virtue. So, the, the Bears. They have a sophomore quarterback that is about to take the NFL by storm. <laughs> and, yeah. Did we lose Allen Robinson? Yes. Did we lose Khalil Mack? Yes. Did we lose a couple other big pieces? Yes. But our schedule is one of the easiest in the NFL. Um, we have a big salary cap space. We might pick up a big free agent in the middle of the season. And I trust in my boy, Jay Fields. So, number two, I have the Chicago Bears. And, unfortunately, number one, I went back and forth. I thought, would it be fun to have the Packers at two or three? Yes. But it's all about honesty on this podcast and giving the folks what they need and our, you know, our honest opinions and insight. So unfortunately at number one, even with losing Devonta Adams, I have the Packers barely beating out my bears for first place, but they shouldn't get comfy because next year is going to be a different story. So lions, Vikings, bears, Packers. Well, first of all, I am shocked to see that you put the Packers at first, but I think that is a very honest uh, thing of you because even without yep. Adams, it's it's hard to argue that they still don't have some great pieces to to put some put some wins together. I know. But I would just like to put a rebuttal, and I, I have different rankings than you, and I'll be completely honest, I didn't even put your boys in last just out of kindness and respect for my best friend. And here you are just throwing me and my boys all the way to the bottom. Hey, the kindness and respect is always given back to you, but it's all about me being honest. And I'm so sorry, Mac, I I wanted to put them at third, but well, if we're being honest, we need to put together the fact that the Lions have one of the best O-lines in the NFL. Look it up. They have strung together some incredible offensive linemen that are going to be protecting golf, give them a lot more room to throw to some much improved wide receivers. Monroe St. Brown really came into his own the second half of the season. We've got DJ Chark that we acquired in the off season. We've got a lot of pieces that are starting to come together. Hawkinson, of course, has always been very reliable. So on offense, I think we're going to do a great job. Defensively, yes, we still have some work, but we got some huge pieces with Hutchinson as well. So the Lions are going to be a much improved team and that's why I put them at second in my rankings. Wow. I put the Bears at third because the Bears out of those four do have the easiest strengths of schedule. 
according to all of the analysis. And then I put the Vikings in last because they have the hardest ranked schedule out of those four teams. So that's why I did that. They've got the new coach. They've always been kind of middle of the pack. So who knows what's going to happen there. So that's just my brief rebuttal. I know this is yours. You're defending the NFC, but I don't know. I think you're wrong there. And just before you hop into the next division, I know we're we're going to be uh, really good about keeping them to 45 minutes and below, but I do want to give you a little pat on the back. I, I texted Mac the other night, and I said, I have a confession. And she said, what's the confession? And I said, I've been watching some, some uh, hard knocks, and I need to stop watching as soon as possible because the way the producers are kind of squaring it up, it's making me want to cheer for a couple of these Lions based on their personality. So... There's a couple of guys that are, are tough to not root for. And DJ Chark, I feel like I'm going to be singing DJ Chark, boop, 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 a couple times this year. So that'll be fun as well. But I appreciate you putting my boys at third. Do I hope your boys are ahead of the Vikings and Packers? Sure. So I just wanted to give you that, and now we can move on. <laughs> okay, we can move on. I'm excited for some uh, more smack talk down the line, but of course – you know you're going to expect that uh, every single week between Bob and I, between the Bears and the Lions, especially in November at the game that we go to together. But we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> so moving right along, we've got the AFC North next. And I will also start fourth and go all the way up to first. So just right off the bat, we've got a team that is dealing with so much controversy off the field. They are possibly not going to have this quarterback that they traded for, for all of this stuff that they gave up for at least six games, probably longer, hopefully longer, um, just because, you know, there's some bad things that he did, and we don't support that here at Making Waves. So I all the way in fourth, I have the Cleveland Browns. I think they're just kind of going to plummet the whole first half of the season. They've got backup quarterback. I feel like that's pretty pretty easy to put them at fourth there. Um, At third, I put the Pittsburgh Steelers because they are also kind of dealing with some quarterback woes. They're trying to figure out if they're going to use Trubisky or if they're going to go with their new Kenny Pickett rookie all-star that everybody is super excited about. So we'll see what happens there, but there's too much back and forth for me to fully be sold on them yet. Um, In second place, I put the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously, he's a huge component of that offense. He is going to continue to do extremely well. They've put some other pieces together. And so I'm super excited to see what what they've come up with and some different ways that they've been able to to put some pieces together. I know they lost some with Marquise Brown, obviously, being traded to the Cardinals. But um, the Ravens also have a stellar defense. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, with them in the secondary. And then, of course, at first, I went ahead and kept the Super Super Bowl runners-up. Is that even the right thing? Super Bowl runner-up. Yeah, Super Bowl runner-up. The Cincinnati Bengals at first spot. I think they're going to continue their reign of terror that they've been on. I mean, if you think about it, their best guys that were absolutely killing it last year were essentially rookies. I mean, Jamar Chase was an actual rookie. And Joe Burrow, it essentially was his rookie season because his first season, he missed so much due to that injury. So really, I feel like the sky is the limit for them. I feel like they're only going to improve this year. They do have a target on their back now. Teams are going to be circling those get that game on the calendar for them. They're going to be ready to kind of show up and show out against the Bengals. But 
I have no doubt that they're going to continue to improve. So that's my rankings for the North. Okay. Very, very solid rankings as always. Um, I agree with Browns at four for sure. I agree with Steelers at three for sure. Um, I'm really appreciative of you for saying Trubisky and not your uh, rude nickname for him. So thank you very much for that. My only difference is two and one. I had them switched. A, I had the Bengals at number two, and that's actually my team that I've chosen to be the team that is drowning in their expectations this season. And wow. Wow, yeah. wow. Wow, wow. And I say that because they kind of came out of nowhere. They didn't really have any big expectations, um, and they really just kind of took the league by storm. This year, like you said, Mac, they've got that target on their back. Um, I feel like Chase might have a little bit of a down season, same with Mixon, and uh, Burrow is coming off that Super Bowl injury, like you said. And the Ravens, they had that division in a chokehold. Lamar got hurt. Mark Andrews got hurt. They had Dobbins that got hurt before the end of the se- or before the start of the season and had a season-ending surgery, so played zero games. He's healthy. So I think for that reason, the Ravens are going to um, jump over the Bengals in the standings. But overall, we are pretty similar in our AFC North prediction. So... Yeah, we are. And actually, that's interesting um, because we both actually have our team that we believe is going to be drowning in their expectations this year. Uh, Bob and I both chose a team that's drowning in their expectations and then a team that we believe is going to be a tidal wave team and kind of come out of nowhere, come out of the the woodworks. And so, yeah, the Steelers, for me, are the team that's going to be drowning in their expectations. They had that wild card berth last year. There's a no way, in my opinion, that they make it to the playoffs again. Even with Trubisky as their expected starting quarterback this season? With Trubisky, probably not. If they had bitch Trubisky, then maybe, but... (laughs) Well, I guess this is an expletive episode now. (laughs) Always expletive. (laughs) Explicit. Yes, I am going to pretend that she didn't just absolutely destroy my boy like that. And I think this is a perfect segue to hop onto the NFC East. It is. Perfect segue. So we'll just ignore all that I just said about your your uh, former Chicago Bears there. Mitch. So moving right along to the NFC East. First up, you are going to defend uh, those titles. Okay. And I just want to apologize to my boy, Mitch. I know he's listening. He's one of our, our uh, most loyal listeners. So I hope this doesn't kind of deter you from listening and making waves. It's going to be a great season. So just forgive my co-host. She, she knows no better. So on to the NFC East. Starting at four again, working my way up to one. At four, I have the Washington Commanders. I think they have a really solid defense. I think there's a lot of question marks on offense. Carson Wentz had a pretty disappointing season in Indianapolis. He's coming over there. Uh, McLaurin from the Ohio State University is their top receiver. Other than that, um, unfortunately, they had a really up-and-coming rookie running back. His name is, his last name's Robinson, if I if I remember correctly. Yes, Brian Robinson, yes. Yeah, so unfortunately, Brian Robinson was actually shot a couple times on his lower body. It's not, all the details haven't come out, or haven't come out yet. They expect it to be maybe like he was the victim of a possible like car robbery, Grand Theft Auto situation, but he was shot um, in his legs a couple times, and it is doubtful and unknown whether or not he'll play. So, Super sad, obviously really happy that he is okay and it's not a life-threatening injury, but that obviously is really tough um, for that team as they were gearing towards possibly having him as a starter. So I think they'll be okay. I don't think they'll be terrible, but I do have the commanders at four. Uh, Number three, shout out to Eli and James. I have their New York football giants. I think Daniel Jones is going to have 
a pretty solid season. He was okay last year, but he didn't really have much to work with with Saquon being hurt all season. And speaking of Saquon, I have him in a couple of my fantasy leagues. So please, Saquon, be your normal self. Stay healthy. And if I think I think if he stays healthy, they could be right around 500. Wow. Yes. The Giants. Yes. The Giants. So um, they're kind of a question mark in my opinion, but I think they will be at third in that division. At number two, this was tough. Between one and two, I went back and forth between the Eagles, Cowboys, Cowboys, Eagles. Um, shout out Big T on this one, but I do think the Eagles are barely going to be below the Cowboys. They had some really exciting pickups. They got A.J. Brown on draft night, which was shocking to everybody. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been named the guy, so a lot of people think that this is his make-or-break season, like a you know multiple other quarterbacks in the league. But I think the Eagles, just based off of what I saw and their strength of schedule, I think they're going to be literally fighting until like week 17 with the Cowboys. I think they're going to fall just short, but I do think they'll make the playoffs. And at number one, unfortunately, a team that everyone loves to hate if you don't live in Dallas, the Cowboys. Um, I think CeeDee Lamb's going to have a huge season. I think Dak, uh, being healthy, is going to have a big season. And I also think Zeke is going to have a little bit of rebirth um, to his career. So, yeah, Cowboys at number one, um, Eagles two, Giants three, and Washington, sorry. Sorry about it, four. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So we have most of our picks the same. I actually did switch my one and two. So shout out Big T. I'm rooting for you. Um, I, I actually do believe the Eagles are going to take this one. I think Jalen Hurts is going to take off this year. Um, and my only rebuttal, I guess, for you, for the Cowboys, for you to defend a little bit, is I'm just curious how you think they're going to fare with, I mean, really, CeeDee Lamb is their only, is really their main wide receiver because Gal's hurt right now. I mean, without that, obviously, if he comes back, but then they've got a little, a few more weapons. But without that, with having really one main weapon, it's just kind of kind of hard to continue to produce. You're not wrong. And they did trade Amari Cooper to Cleveland in the offseason. So you're right with Gallup Hurt. Uh, CD's their guy. But I think that uh, in CD and Zeke we trust. And I think Dak is going to have a good enough season. I think he'll be in the MVP hunt. And they have a lot of pretty easy games this season. So I do think it's going to be close. But yeah. Unfortunately for Big T, I think the Cowboys are going to pull it out. Pretty solid defense with with uh, Diggs in the second year. And Micah Parsons, we don't like him as a guy, but he is a really good football player. I think the defense is going to be the the uh, key for, for Dallas this season. Okay, fair enough. That's a, that's a fair rebuttal. I respect it. Thanks. Yeah, hey, no problem. <laughs> Moving right along, let's see if you respect my rankings here in this next one. We've got the AFC East. For me, this was also a fairly easy one to kind of go down the line. So starting right off at fourth, I think it's pretty clear for a lot of people that most likely the New York Jets are going to be fourth here. I mean, they did make a lot of good changes. They picked up Sauce Gardner from the draft. Zach Wilson's Boss. going south. <laughs> Zach Wilson's going into his second year, so hopefully he'll have some improvements. But I mean, we didn't really see a lot out of him last year. I mean, they did pick up, they got Brees Hall, um, another rookie run, rookie running back. So he's expected to have a good year and all that. But I don't know. It's still the Jets. I just don't, I just don't see them putting it all together to be able to put together too many wins to be able to move out of fourth place. Um, for third, we've got, I put the Patriots there. Um, Mac Jones started doing really good at the end of last year. Again, he's got heading into his sophomore year. We've got a lot of sophomore quarterbacks that are going to be making huge strides this year. 
Um, but just the Patriots in general, if I think of them, they're not the Patriots of old necessarily. They don't have the same type of weapons that they used to have. Um, I just don't think of them necessarily the same. Number two, actually, is going to be, uh, for me, my Tidal Wave team. Splash. Splash. The Miami Dolphins, for me, I think are going to be taking leaps and bounds this year. I mean, if you think about some of the biggest moves this offseason, you think about Tyreek Hill getting traded from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. Huge weapon for Tua to have. Beyond that, he's still got Jalen Waddle, who is his go-to guy. Uh, I just feel like the Dolphins are going to be skyrocketing. They've, I believe you said earlier, they've missed the playoffs for something like 10 years. I, I don't know that stat, but you said something like that earlier. It's been a lot of years. I don't know the exact number of years, but I know it's been too many for Dolphins fans. Yeah, too many for Dolphins fans for sure. So I could absolutely see them making the playoffs this year and making a huge run down the stretch. I think they're going to be a solid team. They've got a lot of pieces that they're putting together this offseason. And I think this is going to be a huge year for Tua to prove if he is the right guy for the job or not. Because there's been a lot. He's like probably one of the most controversial quarterbacks, I feel like. And I think there's an opportunity here for him to solidify his role or to lose it completely. So we'll see what happens. But I think the Dolphins have what it takes. And then finally, in first, this was a no-brainer for me. It's got to be the Buffalo Bills. I mean, Josh Allen and the way that he has constructed that offense, it's it's undeniably incredible. Um, obviously, if you think of like the best game that you could possibly think of in the past however many years you think of, the Bills-Chiefs game, and that's a testament to both teams, but truly the Bills are an incredible team, and I feel like they're only getting better with their names like Gabriel Davis, and they've obviously got Stephon Diggs and all of these guys on offense that are just completely producing. Their defense is incredible. I absolutely could see them making the Super Bowl this year, no doubt in my mind. Very astute observations. You did a little bit of research today, didn't you? No, that's actually all just based on my off-season knowledge. All off the dome. All off the dome from my off-season knowledge. Uh, just trying to follow the NFL, you know, produce the best quality show we can for our fans here. Only for our fans. Absolutely love it. And, yeah, to save some time, I had literally the exact same four through one. Um, Jets at four, pass at three, Dolphins at two, Bills at one. There's a couple little blurbs that I wrote down that I loved what you said, and I think this could be some really good Making Waves Insta content for this upcoming week you said Jets got a little better but they're still the Jets couldn't agree more and then for the Bills you said the offense is undeniably incredible I put a little star next to that one because I really do think that offense is going to be undeniably (laughs) incredible and is there a reason that you said the Patriots and their quarterback is like pretty solid is there something about him that you like or you just like that he went to Alabama I think it's mostly his name that stands out to me Mac Jones and Mac, obviously me, really, really the most athletic people I've ever met in my life are named Mac. Um, So I have high hopes for him in his sophomore season. Really? Okay. I mean, I guess I I can't believe I didn't connect with the Mac and the Mac. And out of all those sophomore quarterbacks, just title a question. I know there's a lot of them. And you mentioned that there is a really good class of sophomore quarterbacks. Do you think that the best sophomore quarterback is going to be the one that resides in my city, Mr. Justin Fields? Because I feel like that's a pretty obvious answer. I just wanted to you know, have um, you confirm that. 
I am going to go ahead and plead the fifth just because, you know, I don't want to start an argument that we don't have time to finish. Mm, Okay. But we can talk about this offline. Brief answer for you would be no, not Justin Fields, but. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it offline. That sounds like a great We'll talk about it off air. (laughs) Uh, Moving right along. Let's head on down south. We'll head down to the dirty south. Oh my god! Oh my god! Star that for the Instagram account. <laughs> you, you lived in North Carolina for far too long. <laughs> Heading on down to the dirty South. Let's talk about the NFC South. What rankings you got, Robert? Yeehaw! Heading down south. So my rankings for the NFC South. This okay with the AFC East and the NFC South. These would have been the two that I predicted we would have the exact same. I'm excited to hear yours, but mine are pretty straightforward. Number four. This is the easiest for me out of any team. Unfortunately for this particular city, their football team is going to be absolutely horrific. They don't have a quarterback. Um, Their number one receiver is suspended for the entire season. The Falcons, for everything I've seen, they are predicted to have two to three wins at most. And that's one of the only games that I've seen on the Bears and Lions schedule that I'm like, well, both of our boys are going to slam dunk this one. Falcons are going to have a really rough season. Um, I think the only thing for Atlanta fans to be excited about is there's a couple really good quarterbacks, um, Stroud of Ohio State and Bryce Young of Alabama that are coming to the draft. So Falcons fans, you might have one really bad year, but you might have a really good quarterback if you really, you know, if you just tumble down to the bottom of the league. So I think they'll be number four. Number three and two were, it was one of those things that was interchange- interchangeable for me as well. I had the Panthers, your home state's team at number three they got baker and i think he's got an absolute fire lit under his arse uh he plays his ex browns week one and i think he's gonna put up like 750 yards 10 touchdowns he's gonna have a massive game i think the key to the panthers and their success is cmc and keeping christian mccaffrey healthy which is saying a lot and it's a lot easier said than done for them um and nick your wife, she knows it better than anyone that he has not stayed on the field the last couple seasons. Uh, but I think he will this season, especially since he's on my fantasy squad. I think they'll have a solid, solid team. Um, and I think they'll be third in the division. Mm-hmm. Number two, I have the Saints. Um, Narlins represent. I think Jameis is going to have a bit of a comeback here. Can't guard Mike. Mike Thomas is back after missing all of last season. I think Kamara is going to have a little bit of a revival to his career. And I think the Saints are going to be right on the edge of a playoff squad. Number one, I mean, their GOAT retired. He unretired. He's listed number one on the NFL's top 100 players, which I think that's a little that's a little bogus. But, hey, he's the GOAT, so I guess you got to put him in that one slot. But, yeah, even without Gronk, I think with Fournette, with um, the GOAT, with Mike Evans right in the heart of his prime, I think them and the Rams and a couple other squads, <clears throat> the Bears, are going to be some teams to beat in the NFC. So I think the Bucks are going to be a slam dunk decision to finish first in the South. All right. I like it. Yeah, I actually agreed with every single one of your picks. I had them the exact same. Just a quick touch on with, the, with Baker playing the Browns. I don't know if you saw, uh, but he did some uh, interview where he said that he was basically going to bleep them up uh the first mm. week so we'll see that's nice we'll see what happens there yeah so kind for he's got a lot of so love kind, really for his old team <laughs> absolutely he doesn't have any hard feelings it sounds like yeah and the only question mark i would put on the saints and honestly i contemplated saints panthers switching them 
was because of all of that legal stuff that Kamara's going through. Mm. If they lose him for half the season or longer, I could definitely see the Saints plummeting quite a bit. Uh, But that's all kind of up in the air right now. And as of now, he's playing. So I guess we'll see what happens if there's more to come. And if if he if he gets out, then then yeah, that's obviously going to impact the rankings. But as of right now, with him playing, I I had the same rankings as you. I think that's a great shout out. Totally forgot about that. Look at you knowing all the information. Hey, just off the dome. <laughs> off the dome. You are just ready for this season. Yeah, I, I feel pretty ready. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you sound ready. So. <laughs> Still keeping on, keeping on with the dirty south. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We've got the AFC South that we're going to talk about. And this one always confuses me why some of these teams are in the south, but why like why are the Indianapolis Colts in the AFC South? I don't know. That's a debate for a different day. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. That is not in the south. Yeah, that is not down in the dirty south. They don't speak with a southern accent. <laughs> It's going to be a long season for me, folks. A very long season, we think. <laughs> Anyways, uh, those rankings starting at fourth, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars staying down at fourth. Um, some people think that uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be stepping up this year. They've got new coaching, which I think automatically is going to help them. Obviously, Urban Meyer did not do any good for that team. Um, didn't do so good off the field either with some of his controversy. No, he did not. No, he did not. But uh, we'll see. I could definitely see them taking steps in the right direction. I just don't know that it's going to be enough to bump them out of fourth um, because I also think the Texans are going to be taking a step forward. Davis Mills actually came in last year with his first season and did pretty well with what he had. So I could see him continuing to grow in his second year. Um, they've got Brandon Cooks, who seems to do good no matter who is throwing to him. Uh, I feel like the Texans are going to be able to string together enough wins to get at, get that third place position. And then second and first, it was kind of back and forth, but not entirely difficult. I put the Titans actually at second. Last year, obviously, they were doing extremely good. Derrick Henry was on the having the season of his life. He was about to break all of these records. And then, of course, he got injured. Things changed a little bit. They now have traded away A.J. Brown, so things are going to change a lot more for them. I don't even really know. I mean, I can think of Traylon Burks, who's a rookie they just picked up for wide receiver. I mean, they've got a couple weapons, but not a ton. Really, Derrick Henry is their offense, I feel like, at this point. Because Ryan Tannehill, he's... I don't know. We've got to figure out what they're doing there, but I could definitely see them getting Luke Willis in there at some point because Tannehill is, who knows, not not necessarily the best quarterback in the world, in my opinion. I would have to agree with that. And I actually had the same thing other than four and three. I had the Texans at four. I think Lord Farquaad, um, a.k.a. Trevor Lawrence, shout out Trev, I think he's going to have a little bit better of a season. But four and three, I mean – Neither of those two teams are giving me the playoff contention, so I think they're both going to be pretty bad, but I mean, pretty interchangeable. I do also have the Titans at three, and I think Jonathan Taylor and having Matt Ryan coming for the Colts, I think that's going to catapult them to the number one spot. So they might not be in the south in geography, but they're in that division. So Yeah, they are, and I actually didn't even get to my number one yet, but you, you oh. said it all right there. I totally agree. The Colts are going to be first. I mean, I said all my other three, so it was easy to deduct who was the first place one. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. The Colts, the Colts are taking a step up with their quarterback play. Jonathan Taylor, I think he's going to have another incredible year. He he just crushed it last year. So I I think the Colts are going to do a really nice job. Their defense is incredible. Um, I absolutely see them in first place. Completely agreed. I know I didn't uh, jump the gun there on any of my insights. I'm just so excited to get everything I have to say out. I saw her looking at me. I was kind of thinking about my notes, and I just went for it. So look at us. Hey, not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. We only have one division left. It is absolutely in, or I'm sorry, one uh, geographical area. We have two divisions left, but we have one geographical area to cover. And to me, these are actually both the top two divisions in the NFL right now. Out West, I don't know what they've put in the water out there, but apparently they're just breeding football players. Yeehaw, heading out to the wild, wild west. <laughs> wow, wow, west. <laughs> but no, before we go west, I know one thing that all of our fans have been missing for so long, and that is obviously the advertisements that we have here at Making Waves. So it is time for a word from our sponsors. Oh my gosh. Today's intro episode of the 2022-2023 season is brought to you by Shutterfly. Take all your memories and put them in a little picture and a frame on your wall. Shutterfly. Taking all your memories and making them last for a lifetime. $9.99 for 36 pictures and below. <laughs> that was actually really sweet. Yeah, I love well, Shutterfly. They just really I, put a lot of memories all in one place, you know? I love them too. And I'm sitting here with sweaty palms because I had no idea what to say there. So thank you so much for just <laughs> really waking me up there and getting me ready for this season because there's going to no be a problem. lot of we, advertising. <laughs> we are back at it, folks. And who knows? Actually, the new platform that we use, they, they say they can um, introduce advertisements in your podcast so maybe there will be some real ones on top of our other ones but i'm not holding my breath for us to actually make sponsorship money i mean y'all we're not saying anything for sure but we think we're going to be so big by like halfway through the season that we are going to be getting paid to do what we love so i mean shouts out to zencaster once again they're going to get us paid and we're going to be making the buco bucks we're going to make, be making so many buco bucks between the conference oh pool league and now all these ads. I mean, Shutterfly, hit us up. We'll take oh the cash. <laughs> it's going to be unbelievable. Just keep those memories and make them permanent. <laughs> all right. I don't know what transition to use there to make the permanent. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'd say making your memories. The Rams won the Super Bowl last year. They're in the NFC West. So we're going to take that memory and run with it. All right. NFC West, here we go. Oh, I love it. Very good transition. You may be the new uh, transition king. So moving on, NFC West, making memories, carrying it on. Hit us. I like it. I like it. I am going to hit the fans of this one. This was another pretty easy um, set of ranking for me. Number four was easy, Seahawks. They don't really have a quarterback, Geno Smith. He's not set up to fill Russ Wilson's massive shoes that he left behind. Um, unfortunately, they don't have many weapons other than DK. Lockett's a little older, so I'm going to save some time. They are for sure going to be number four in that division. Other than that, it was a little tougher. Three and two were were two interchangeable teams for me once again. I ended up going with the Cardinals at number three. I know that Kyler was kind of uh, – he was just kind of dealing with the injury bug all of last season. I think he's going to be able to stay on the field a little bit more. I think Ertz having a full season – 
in that offense is definitely going to be beneficial for them. But DeAndre Hopkins, he is suspended for the first, I think it's six games, and that's going to be massive. Um, and James Conner is their number one running back, and it's not like a great number one running back. So I had them at number three. 49ers, I had them at number two. They've got a little bit of an unexpected QB controversy at the moment. Everyone thought it was going to be Trey Lance. My co-host here, she picked Trey Lance in our draft. So she's really, really crossing her fingers that it is Trey. But a couple of days ago, they just re-signed Garoppolo, Jimmy G. So I don't know if there's going to be a little bit of animosity in the locker room, if they can figure out who the heck is going to be under center to start the season. But they still have an unbelievable offense. They've got Kittle. They've got a lot of guys that are really accustomed to playing deep into January. And I think they're going to be solid. But... I think the number one team for the second straight year is going to be 2021's best team in the entire league. And Matt's Max boy, McKenz, um, Maddie Stafford, he's going to be leading the way of the Rams. I think they're going to, I think they're going to actually kind of run away with this division. They unfortunately took Allen Robinson from my boys and they didn't really lose much. So I think the Rams are going to uh, be the team to come out of the wild, wild west this year. All right. I like it. I agree with all of those rankings. I had the exact same one through four. Couldn't agree more. I do think Trey Lance is going to be their starting quarterback. I'm just putting that into the atmosphere also. I just feel like they couldn't get any trade offers for Jimmy G. So I feel like it was worth it for them to just re-sign him as the backup. But I guess we'll see. Who knows? It, It definitely could impact them if there is a quarterback race. And that's a pretty solid backup, I'd say. He's played in the Super Bowl, so not all bad. Oh, for sure. I would. Sorry, sorry, Jared Goff. I would take him. Whoa, controversy. Controversy. Putting that one on Instagram. Holy moly. I'll tell you what. I'll take a JG for my quarterback. Okay, so you'll take a a Jimmy G, not a Jay Goff. JG, that's all I'm going to say. I'll take a JG for my quarterback. (laughs) You heard it here, Jared. I oh, J- it. it could be JG. Jared Goff is also JG. That is very true. <laughs> so much mystery. So much mystery. What is also a great mystery is who is going to come out on top in the AFC West. Because that, without a doubt, is the best division in the entire NFL right now. Arguably even in the entire NFL ever. This division is absolutely loaded with superstars. And so for me, this was extremely difficult to rank. I truly believe that any one of these four teams could come out on top. I also truly believe that these four teams have a great chance of all making it into the playoffs with this new 17 playoff structure or whatever. I I think there's a chance that they could all do it. This is going to be tough. So please feel free to send some some debate and argument. I would love to talk through it uh, with these rankings, but I just came up with initial gut reactions. And Very excited to hear how you rank these teams because this, like you said, is unbelievably hard. It is. Yeah, it is unbelievably hard. And so for me, here are my just initial gut reactions. In fourth place, they have a brand new quarterback. I think he's going to absolutely light it up out there, but there are still some question marks for me in this NFL team. I did have to go with the Denver Broncos here in fourth place. I I truly believe they're going to let Rush just do his thing and throw in Seattle. He was kind of restricted quite a bit. They ran a lot. I think they're going to let him just bomb it, 
But they did have some injuries. Um, Patrick had an injury. Tim Patrick? Yeah, Tim Patrick. He yeah. got an injury in the offseason, so he's not out there. Jerry Judy has yet to really show up. Cortland Sutton's kind of hit or miss. I think he's going to have a really good rapport with with Russ. I mean, I feel like he's going to be his new Tyler Lockett. But either way, I'm not sure that that's going to be enough to propel them, especially in such a heated competition like the AFC West. So for me, I have the Broncos at fourth. In third place, this may be a uh, controversy as well. But I actually have the Kansas City Chiefs. What? What? And I debated putting them at second with my second place team. Uh, But the reason I have them here is because they have lost some of those pieces. Like we mentioned earlier, Tyreek Hill has been transferred to the Dolphins. I know, I know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. But he's lost some of his offensive pieces. That defense still has to figure a lot out. If you'll remember, they struggled quite a bit throughout last season. I don't know that they made any superstar additions or changes to that. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I don't think you are. Yeah, so I mean, they kind of strung it together a little bit at the end, but I still I still think there's a little concern there. And then second place, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Hey, it's added- back. They've added some stellar pieces. Devontae Adams, I never wanted to root for him before because he was a Packer, but he is an incredible wide receiver. I absolutely see him doing big things out there once he can develop that rapport with Carr. And they actually do. They're actually former teammates, but right? Is that correct? Yeah, they played together at Fresno State in college, yep. Yeah, so I mean, they've brought, already got some rapport there built. Obviously, he's got to you know learn the new offense and everything like that, but... The Raiders were really starting to light it up, and Carr was kind of coming into his own at the end of last season, and I could see them carrying that momentum forward in this season. So that's why I had them at second. And then first place I have out there, I feel like they've just got all the pieces to put it together, is the Los Angeles Chargers. Because to me, I don't know, Herbert has just been an incredible quarterback and getting better every year. They've got Eckler out there. They've got Williams and Allen. They've got two superstar wide receivers. I don't know. For me, they've got all the different pieces in in such a tight-knit race as the AFC West is. I feel like you need every single puzzle piece to be working in order to take first place. So those are my rankings. Let's hear your rebuttal on any of those. Very well said. I had everything the exact same. The only switch I had was two and three. I had Broncos at four, Raiders at three. Chiefs at two, just because I have so much respect for Patty Mahomes. And I also had the Chargers at number one. I think um, Herbert is going to be the MVP of the league. You heard it here first. Don't put your spears in me yet. Hey, I'm I'm not putting spears in. I I could second that, honestly. Okay. He's stellar. I mean, he just bombs it down there, and they come up with it. And he's a really good quarterback. And I think he's extremely extremely underrated because I think often people are just like – Oh, the Chargers, like, eh, whatever, you know, but I think their yeah. t- that team is extremely underrated. He definitely has kind of flown under the radar, which is crazy to look at his numbers, but he was in the same draft class as Burrow, and he's just kind of flown behind Burrow for, you know, good reason. But I think Herbert is fully going to come into his own this season. Uh, that is, yeah, this is just a division full of QB stars. I mean, Carr, Russ, Patty Mahomes, and, and Herbert. It's going to be insane. And unfortunately, another really good Mac is in this division for the first time coming from my boys. Um, they got him on their defense in 
um, Los Angeles for the Chargers. So I think this division truly is going to be the wild, wild west. It's going to be unbelievably fun to watch all season. And I, last thing, I know we're a little over time here, but I agree that all four could make the playoffs. The only thing that I'm worried about for these teams is they're all so good. I think they're just going to be beating the crap out of each other all season. And everyone's bound to have at least a couple division losses. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be so exciting to see. But Chargers, I mean, people in L.A. are going to be pumping their fists after listening to this that both of us think they're going to come out of the hardest division football. So we shall see. And I'm so rude. I totally forgot before AFC West. I had it in my notes here. We actually have one more sponsor for this first episode, and I totally oh, forgot. I don't know. Gosh. It got lost in the shuffle. So, Matt, you want to tell us about our, our second um, sponsor for this first episode of the season? Are you sure we have time for one more sponsor? I feel like we're out I mean, of time. It, it's in my notes, and we're live here. So, I mean, it, it's happening. Oh, good point. All right. This 2022-2023 Making Waves podcast is brought to you by... Zencaster, none other than Zencaster, our new podcast platform that we have shot, given a shout out to at least five times throughout this podcast. And yeah, Zencaster, for all your podcast needs, go to Zencaster. Oh my goodness, have you been working on your vocals in the offseason? That was actually that was actually pretty nice. And this is obviously the first take. Oh man, no, that was awful. <laughs> That gave me a little chill on my spine, but in a good way. Go to Zencaster. Really, that was a gentle note. Very yeah. gentle. I tried to keep it nice. It's this microphone in front of me. It's just helping it's me, you know, really work on the wow. vocals. Well, thank you so much, Shutterfly, and thank you so much, Zencaster. And I swear, folks, we are not getting paid by Zencaster <laughs> just yet. But after we after we publish, publish this episode, we very well might be getting some uh, some moolah sent our way from Zencaster because, man, so many shouts outs. Hey, we better. We better with how many times we've talked about them. Right. Uh, no, but that all sounds great. I don't know about you. I don't know about our fans, but I am stoked. All of these divisions are going to be full of just some great matchups, some great players out there in the NFL right now. And I'm excited to watch it all this season. It's all going to unfold right before our very eyes. Starting next Thursday night, as we said, the Bills traveling across the country to take on the Rams, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will have our very first confidence pool rankings out before then. They will be That will be dropped next Wednesday night or Thursday morning. We're still working on the specific details of that. But stay tuned. Hang out with us all season long. It's going to be fun. We are going to make a splash. We are absolutely going to make a splash. I promise you from the bottom of my heart, this podcast is going to be must-listen material all season long. I'm going to be just really getting back where it hurts about the Lions all season. I know she's going to be doing the same about the Bears. We're going to have our, our classic back and forth, and I think this is going to be a really, really fun season. So please join us. Um, and, yeah, I think it goes without saying that we are both just a little excited about this season. Just a little bit. If you couldn't hear through the microphones – uh, we both have been smiling ear to ear this entire podcast. So we are looking forward to the rest of the season. Make sure you tune with tune in every single week, and we will talk to you all later. Peace. <laughs>